Well said, Nate, thank you. And I have the honor today of introducing you to our guest speaker. This is oh, Thomas well, Madison. We're right. glad to have him here from right. Warsaw. He's a friend of Tony Kreger, and he's going to just be sharing his heart with you this morning. And so everyone, let's give him a warm welcome here at Stones Hill. We're glad to have you here and just share what the Lord has laid on your heart. Amen. Praise God, everybody. Everybody happy to be in the house of God? Come on, don't be afraid. I'm I'm just here. I'm more scared than you are. <laughs> you know, I kind of got, Tony asked me about this, and, you know, I kind of hinted around time after time, and I said, no, you know, I don't know. I don't know about this. But, you know, if you come looking for a scholar, you went to the wrong person. But you know what I am? I'm just a child of God. Ain't we all? A child of God, willing to allow God to minister to us. To, to show, show people we're ambassadors for Christ. Amen? How many here is to be an ambassador? You wouldn't be here if you wasn't. But allow me to, allow me to talk to you about how, many, how we go through storms. And how the storm, Paul went through a storm, praise God. We're going to talk a little bit about stuff. I, have a, I love to move, so I'm sorry if you want me to stand still. I can't stand still. I'm fidgeted. But you know what? The Word of God teaches you to do one thing, to endure. Amen? We may not like what we go through. And sometimes when we go through something, praise God, it hurts. But you know, Paul was on a journey one day from Italy, and he began to sell. But he buckened to the people, and he told them, don't go! How many storms in our life that we often fall into, and we ask God, why, God? Why this storm? But let me share something with you. To be a good soldier, you got to endure some things. Amen? You got to dress up, get prepared, be ready. And coming and sitting in the house of God is part of the deal. Because good word produces good Christians and also produces good soldiers. Paul told Timothy in the, second, in, the second, in the second chapter of Timothy. He said, Timothy, he said this. In verse 2 and 3, he said this. He said, therefore, endure hardness as a good soldier of Christ. No matter what I go through, praise God, I am to endure. Hang on to what I've learned in the Word of God that strengthens me. Makes me stand, praise God, when everything around me seems to fall apart. That's what Paul said. Be a good soldier. Endure the hardness. Because when you go through something, praise God, you'll learn how to stand from the Word. That's what we have to do today. We got to stand as a soldier of Christ. Look at, look at the world. It may be going upside down. But God said, be a good soldier. Endure hardness. You take the Word of God and you use it as a sword. You use it as a platform to stand on, praise God, to make you strong. No matter when people come against you, what you do or what you, may say, or what you, what you say, or they may say things to her, but endure. Endure the hardness, praise God, in God. And the Bible says in 2 Timothy 4 and 2, he says this, No man that wars entangle himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him, who has chosen him to be a soldier. God's chosen you to be a soldier. 
He's called you. National Guard, the Army, the military, the, the Navy, the Marine, they call people. Call them up to be soldiers. God's calling the church today to be a soldier, to be a light to a dying world that needs help. You're that light. You're that soldier. And oftentimes, a soldier is not always looked upon as someone great. But that's not the message today. You saw all that for that? Yes. Because along being a soldier, you have to abide. You learn to abide in the Word of God. If we don't abide, where's God? We're abiding God's Word. In the book of Acts, in this 27th chapter, Paul was headed from Italy on to, on, to see, on to see a king that Paul would sooner or later be killed for because of what he stood for. He didn't back up who he was. He was a good soldier. And that's what God says in, in the 27th chapter of the book of Acts. Let's take it at the, at the 27th verse. I'm not going to take it all. I'm just going to use some of it. I got some scriptures we're going to sit on. We're going to ponder them. Because what, just saying the word is just nothing but allowing the word to be ministered to you. Let's go. And the Bible says, Lord, bless your word this morning. Minister to us and give us strength. But when the 14th night was come, as we were driven up and down in Indra, about midnight, the, ship, the shipmen d- deemed that they drew, drew near to the country and sounded and, and the sounds and fort and the sounds and found it 20 and four. And when he, when they had, when they have, I'm sorry. And when they had gone a little further, they sounded again a fortune and in 14 furthers. What was they doing? They was testing how deep the waters were. Ship had went aground. How many of, how many have we have went aground? We're we, we going through a storm, and we all of a sudden we get off course. And then we allow things to come into our life. And we, and, we allow, and we allow things to come into our life that draws us away from God. We get nervous, and we start wondering, man, can I do this? Are we sure? Are we going the right direction? You see where I'm going? We're in the ship. We headed for ground. If you know a ship, a ship can't can't hit the ground; otherwise, it, it's off balance. And he begins to go on in, in verse in verse two and verse twenty nine. He says, "Then, then, fearing lest we should have we have fallen upon a rock, they cast an anchor out of the stern, threw the anchor over, which for for a day. And when the ship was about to flee, and when the when the shipman was about to flee out of the ship." And when they had let down the boat into the ship under, under the color, as though they would have casted an anchor out of the foreship, they began to act like they was going to turn around and do one thing. We're going to, we're going to throw an anchor out. But really themselves, they was escaping. What soldiers escape from the battle? What soldiers leave the ship? Because it looks and it sees things are not going good. It turns around and says, I'm leaving. I'm abandoning shit. 
I'm fearful. The storm is coming. What am I going to do? I'm reading now the King James. Some of you went, where are you at? King James. And they begin to let down a ship. They, they put an anchor. They wasn't going to stay through the storm. How many of us, praise God, will stay through the storm? The storm that comes our way in our life. We're ready to leave. God's not there, I'm leaving. That's what a lot of, a lot of times, that's, that's what we say when things come in our life that we are uncomfortable with. Boy, y'all looking at me serious. Sometimes that storm does this. That storm strengthens you. That develops you into a good, into a good soldier. God's not looking for soldiers to give up because the storm is heavy. Because I don't feel comfortable. I don't like what I feel. That soldier stands. He don't leave his post. He still stands there. He endures. That's a, that's a soldier. But let me share something with you. Flip the coin. Sometime a soldier... If it's not rooted and grounded, it's not strong enough. That word strengthens you. It changes you. And verse 30 says this. Verse 30, and as the shipmen was about to flee out of the ship, when they had let down the when they had let the boat down into the sea of the color of the house, they would have casted the anchor out of the foreship. Paul said. To the, to the centurions and to the soldiers. Except, hold on, let me read the whole scripture. Paul said to the soldier, except these abide in the ship, he cannot be saved. How many of us are ready to abandon post? See, Paul said, you have to abide. How do I abide, Thomas? By staying in the word of God. Strengthening yourself. Abide. God needs you to abide. To abide means to stand, means to dwell. To be patient. Through the storms you're going through in life, you stand. You abide in God. Though everybody, praise God, may be around you, may be falling apart, I'm standing. When the Bible said, when you know that you know that you've done all that you know you can do, praise God. Then stand. You abide. I'm biding up under the shadows of the wings of God. What did he say? He said, oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. Oh, how long that you would gather your, as a chick that gathers her up under her wings. Oh, how I love to gather you unto me. Why? Because you're abiding. Keep abiding in the things of God. I don't understand why I'm going to. I don't even know why I'm here today. Trust me. You don't know how hard it was on the journey here to say, well, Tony, it ain't going to work today. I got something to do. But you know what? That's a banding soldier. That's a banding soldier. I left my post. Because the storms came. 
but I have to abide. I am to stay in the ship. What's the ship? In Christ. God, you, Paul, Paul, the writer writes in the book about, he uses a ship to help you identify how to present yourself in God. You stay right where you are in God, seeking the face of God. Not looking to the left, not looking to the right, but looking up to the hills will come of your help. If you begin to drift off and begin to allow things to bother you, you begin to walk away from God. Abiding, that's what God said. If you don't abide in love in God, you're not in the will of God. You're not. Paul told him, any of you leave, we won't be saved. You have to abide today. Not just part of the word of God. You have to abide in the whole word of God. What you hear is what you hold accountable for. And that's what God is wanting you to abide in. Wanting you to stay with. The Bible says, the Bible says in, in, the, in the book of John, he said, remember this. The Bible says in the book of John, abiding also is allowing God's spirit to dwell in you. Allowing God to change your life. Being in, being in the house of God, there's nothing wrong with it. But the key of it is, is allowing God to change his body from inside to out. We can sit here all the day long and look beautiful. But what if the Spirit of God wants to change in you? The Bible says in John, 4, John, John 4, 15 and 14, he said, Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself. You, don't, you can't do nothing in yourself. See, if they would have left the ship, they would have drowned. They wouldn't have been able to survive. But the Bible, John, John talks about the fruit being a fruit barrier. He said abiding, abiding in the word, abiding. He said like a, like a branch, except he abide in me, in himself, except he abide in the vine. No more can he accept unless you abide in me. Who's me? Christ. Christ. You have to abide in Christ. You can never do nothing in ourselves. We think we can, but get out of the will of God. Why do you think we have storms today? I'm not talking about the natural. I'm talking about spiritual storms. Because sometimes we often slide off the mark, and God has to bring us back. Remember Jonah, who ran from the Lord? The fish swallowed him up. Boy, it didn't take him long to find Nineveh. Because he, living, in, living, living in the fish's belly for a couple of days, he had enough. That's the way we are. Sometimes we're in the storm and we go aground. Praise God. And sometimes God's got to bring it. And he says, you got to abide in me. We want to get through this, this storm that the world's into. We got to abide in the will of God. And we got to look unto God. If I look to my wife, my, my wife, or my, my kids, it ain't going to work. God's my answer. God's my resource. 
He said in John 15 and 5, he said this. He goes, I am the vine and ye are the branch. And he that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, he can do nothing. You know what? All we are is tingling brass with no spirit if we don't allow the presence of God to change our lives. I often tell people in churches, we may dress, we may dress the church part. And that's fine. But I often say this, what is, what is happening inside? Because what's inside manifests itself out. Because I'm biting. God's changing me. Not from the outside. This natural body's never going to change. But the inside body will change. Because the spirit of the Holy Ghost will change it into something glorifying God. It'll walk different. It'll talk different. It'll bite up under the word of God as the word of God will teach it. And show it. But you've got to allow God to teach you that. That's why God said, abide in me. And Paul told him, abide in the word. So as, as soldiers, you ought to be abiding. People, the people, person next to you can't make you do it. My wife can't make me a Christian. Neither do I make my children a Christian. But you got to get it here. Inside. Allow God to begin to change you. That's what it's all about, church. And, he, and, and, and put it like this. And the Bible says in first, and the Bible says in First Corinthians 13, 13 says now. Now to buy faith, hope, charity. These three, but the greatest of them all is charity. What's charity? Love. Love. If you don't love your neighbor, or you don't love the person that laughed and mocked at you, where's the love of God? Let me encourage some of you. Some of you may be laughed at, mocked. It's because what they see, they don't have. I see it all the time. What a lot of people see in you, they wish they had. Because if you abide it, they want it. They see what you don't see. And they thought, man, I'd love to have that. But I just can't, can't, can't surrender my all to it. It's so easy. Nothing changes. But God works in, you talk different. I love my enemies better than what I used to. I don't want to be harmful. Why? Because I'm biding in the will of God. In the love of God. If you don't walk in them three steps, we're lacking in fruit. We are. We're lacking in fruit. If you can't love me because I'm not like you, or you can't love me because I hurt you, then ask how much spirit of God you got. How much are you abiding in God's will? It's so easy to say, yeah, I like them, but uh, forget it. Let me share something with you. Yeah, you better bring it back. And say, hey, through God, I love you. Because why? Because the Spirit of God bides in me. I may not like, I may not like what people do, but you know what? The love of God that bides in me helps me to do it. 
Helps me to show that love. Even when they ain't worthy of it. But I, it's not my judge. What does the Bible say? God said, I, I, God, the Bible says, revengeance is mine. I will repay. So if you're not loving, then what are you doing? You're trying to get revenge. Why? Let God do it. God can, he calls the fire up on your head to your enemies and make them feel uncomfortable. You don't have to say a word, but abide in the love of God. Abide in God's will. That means being a light for Christ, being an ambassador, doing all that you can do to show love. Why do I treat that person so bad? Why? Because, well, maybe my oil lamp then fell out. Serious. Oil represents the Spirit of God. And sometimes we, we let some of it leak out, and then we think, well, I'm fine. No, we're not. God's, God's dealing with us. God's dealing with us to abide this morning. Abide in what we have in God. Abide. Stand still. Watch God do a work through you. Watch God begin to transform you. Praise God. And the Bible, sa- and the Bible says in, in, in uh, 1 Peter 1 and 13, says, being born not, not of a corrupted seed, but of incorrupted, by the word of God which liveth and abideth in us. I'm no longer that person. But I'm a new creature. By the Spirit. How many of you walk in the old man? Hmm? Well, a lot of you looking at me deep now. Huh? How many of you walk in the old man? You know, old man is not, the body didn't change, but the oldness of the Spirit. How you used to think about people. You see what I'm saying? And if you will allow God to change that old man, you'll sure enough love people so much greater. A lot of people walk in the oldness and think it's the newness. But you know what? Take me as the world. If I don't see a change in you, why should I want what you have? That's pretty hard, ain't it? When, the, when, the, when, the, when, the, when they seen Christ, when the world seen Christ, they desire what he had. The 12 apostles desired to be Christ-like. We are to be Christ-like. We ought to want, the world ought to want what you have. And if they don't want it, then where did I, where am I messing up that they don't want it? That the fullness of the presence of God is not in you. People will see it. Because they'll recognize there's something about you. You ain't changed. Remember this, church. Church don't make a Christian. The, word, the, the Spirit of God does. It do. And the Bible goes on to say in verse, in verse, in verse uh, 32, Then the soldiers cut off the rope of the boat and let it, and let it fall. And while, while, the day was coming on, while the day was coming on, Paul besought them all to take meat, saying, This day 
saying, This day is the fourteenth day that he have, he have tarried and continued fasting and taken nothing. They fasted. They've been under stress. They've done everything because they were fear. They was, head, they was in the ground. There was 120, then it went down to 90. The ship wasn't, the water wasn't deep enough for the ship. That storm you in, God will not allow no more to come up on you than you can bear. He won't. He'll make a way to escape. But Paul told him, you've been, you haven't ate for uh, 15 days. Hey, you done tarried long. And he goes on to say, he goes on to say, all right, verse 34. And wherefore I pray you, take, take some meat, for this is for your, your health. For there is not, there, there should not one hair fall to the, uh, fall, fall from, hold on, I messed up. Wherefore I pray you to take, take some meat, for this is for, you, for your health. For there shall not one hair shall fall from off your head, off of any of you. So you ain't losing nothing. Take it like this. I'm in God. And I'm in God and I'm biting. Whatever I have need of, God's providing. God's providing for you. Not one hair upon your head will fall. Not one time have you been... David said, I was once old, and now I'm young. But I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Now his seed begging bread. Have you been begging? Since you've been a Christian, have you been begging? Have you had need? Even when Elijah was sitting up under the tree, and God told him, Elijah, take this. The raven fed him. Elijah did not go for one. He brought him food. Won't God do it to you? Meet your need? There's somebody in here. God has sent to you to meet your need. It will. And that's what Paul was saying to him. Eat for your health. God, God done provided for them. But they all had to stay in. You have to stay in the will of God. To see the blessings of God and see the things of God. Outside the will of God, outside, we call it the umbrella. Outside the umbrella of God, you don't see the blessings of God. You see the storm. But when I'm in the, when I'm in the presence of God, I can see the blessings of God. Working in my life. That's why it's so important to stay and abide with God. God takes care of his own. Not one of you will fall to the ground that God doesn't see. And not one of you will do without that God won't provide for. If you stay and abide in God's will. That's what abiding means, believing and holding on to, to God. That's what God wants. Though, though it may look gloomy, though it may, be, though it may look dark, God says, stay there. Stay there. Every day, Elijah didn't have to worry about food. The raven, the raven can. If he had come for me, I would have shot him. We would have had extra food. 
But it didn't matter. God provided for him. He did. And that's what God wants to show you as you abide. He will provide. You may not be a billionaire down here, but you got a, you got a rich father in heaven, so God will provide. Trust God as you are standing. Depend and wait on God, no matter how long it takes. But the journey that Elijah had to take, God nourished him, met his need. How many of us today, God will meet our need? I'm going to raise my hand because you know why? I've seen it. I've seen God do it. When I thought to myself, Lord, how are you going to do it? Didn't have to worry about it. Out of the will of God, you'll find yourself struggling. But if you abide in God, you'll see what God can do. It may, the devil may come to you and say, he ain't going to be there for you, and he ain't going to do it for you. He ain't going to do nothing for you. You stand on your word. You stand right there and let, let the Lord show himself to be a rewarder to those who diligently seek him. You seek the Lord, and the Lord will bless you. He'll make a way for you. Because why? You're standing and you're trusting him. You're putting your confidence in God. That's what trust means. Putting your confidence in God. Not in people. People can go this far with you. And that's far as they ever go. But you put your trust in God. Well, I don't see God, but he lives in you. He's a rewarder. A rewarder to those that would diligently seek him. But you've got to abide. Abide in God. So that means if I don't see him, and I'm looking, I'm wondering, I'm shaking, I'm nervous, and I can't seem to get it right, and I don't know what to do, I still abide. People laughing at me. Oh, you're losing your house, you're losing your car. But I'm abiding. I'm not moving. I don't care what people say. When all the disciples at the end of their journey was crucified, they still stood on the word. Peter was upside down when he died. Some was salt, some was boiled in oil. But you know what? They all stood on what they was taught, and that was the word, and they abide in it. That's what we got to do today. Can't that when the storm comes, hey, I quit, I'm leaving. You're not rooted then. A soldier's not prepared for battle. The Lord ain't going to allow no more upon you, and he can, you can bear. But if you allow God, you abide God. Keep looking and seeking God. You will see God. He will come. But you have to abide. Abide. And verse, and verse 34 says, Wherefore I pray, to you, I pray you, take some meat, for, for there is for your health, I'm sorry, and there should be no, there should not a hair fall from off your head. And when he had thou spoken, he took bread and gave thanks. Th gave thanks to God in the presence of them all. 
And when he had broken it, he began to, they began to eat. And, then, and then, were, then, were, then were they all good and cheered. And they all also took meat. And he was glad. He was glad. Why? Because God has provided for him. It was in good now. It was where it was going to be. A shipwreck, but still, God provided. Today, it's not a long message. But I ask the question, are you allowing God to abide for you? Are you allowing yourself to abide in the word of God? In the presence. Somebody told me you've been preaching on love. What good is love if you're not abiding in it? What good is love if you're not showing love? Remember this. I'm done with my message. But remember this. Unless you abide, this has no meaning in your heart. You said, Brother Thomas, that's me. The Word of God is God. We can't just take the beginning of the cover. We've got to take the whole thing and walk in it. Even when it doesn't seem right. For some of you, it may not seem right. But you have to abide in it. No matter what people say. Don't allow people to be your discouragement. Allow God to be your hope. I guess I have to pray at the end of the service, somebody said. I don't mind. I tell you what, how about we all stand? Please. And I pray today that I said something to help you. I told you if you're looking for a pathology, came to the wrong person. But if you come wanting to hear the word of God, I'll tell you what God's given to me. And today, maybe some of you are not abiding in things that God's dealing with you about. This is the hurtful part of the end of the service. But some of us, sometimes, we often stray away from things in God's word. And we don't often see it. And storms come, like I've been saying all day. And it makes us want to quit. Don't you dare quit. I'm encouraging you. Don't quit. Keep trusting God. And as we leave here today, and there may be some of you that may be that, maybe when I pray, you pray, and you ask God, God, help me to abide. Help me to abide in your goodness, your love, your mercy, faith, and your joy. And maybe God can help you understand where you come up short, separating yourself from God. Because see, sin separates us. And then you can't, I'm in sin, and I, I'm still in God. No, you're not. You missed it. You got to get back over here a little bit. God's chasing you. That's why sometimes the storm's there. I'm going to pray, and I pray. You can pray in your own way. And if you don't know the Lord, ask God to renew you. Ask God to come into your life. You ready? Father in heaven, Lord, we come before you. God, I give you, I have given them what you have given me this day. God, as I stand before them as your messenger, God, I pray for each heart and soul that stands here today. 
Lord, you judge their hearts. You judge the condition of their soul. And Lord, I didn't come to judge, but I come to give the word. Help us to abide, God, faithfully. God, help us to abide in your word, Lord. And Lord, if there's anything in our life that separates us, that was through the storm that we go through, that we may stop, Lord. Lord, that we may keep going. Lord, I pray for the people today, God, that your word and your word of encouragement to them to abide faithfully and hope in your word. God, that you'll go with them. God, that you'll protect them. And God, most of all, allow the Holy Ghost to deal with their hearts, young and old and middle age. I pray today, God, that you would deal with their hearts. And God, and how to come unto you in such a way, God, that will glorify you. And let the world see that presence of you in them, Lord, that, Lord, that they have changed as they abide in your will. And let the whole body of Christ say amen.